And it says we're live, so we should be good. Okay, so we will give everybody. Already, yeah, I've already sent uh, invites to people too. I've already forwarded it off to friends. Yay, thank you so much. That's so exciting. We'll see what happens. Let me research. High school friends in there and. Oh, let's see. So yeah, so we have Monet's garden behind me. I love it. Are you a big Monet fan? Uh, no, my father painted that. Really? Oh. So, so you're, are you from a family of artists? Nope, not one bit. Dad discovered it in about the last 10 years of his life. He discovered that uh, he had some talent. Painted some beautiful stuff. Wow. So. Do you have paintings of his all over your house? Oh, my goodness, you do. The wall behind me, essentially. Wait, keep talking and then pan so the, so the camera's back on you. Oh, goodness, you oh sorry. That's right. I have to make some noise so that you can see me. Wait, We've got various, various pictures behind me that are dads. Yes. Wow. <laughs> okay, ladies. So what I'm going to have you do is if you are on Facebook now on your computer, I'm gonna have you turn that off so that we don't hear it as feedback through the Zoom. I have it streaming on my phone so that I can see when comments come in. Does that make sense? Yeah, all gone. Perfect. And I like I go through this whole routine whenever I do this. Like I click off my email because my email like makes dinging noises. I have to turn down my phone. It's like the whole muting process. So in other ways to prepare, did I see that you both have cocktails tonight? That's cute. Wait, so Miranda, is that a Coca-Cola? That is a Cherry Coke Zero. Oh, nice. And Danny, what do you have? Uh, I'm drinking the Walmart cotton candy flavored water with, with a, a little bit of an additive in it. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I need to get the screen so that it splits with all of us. There we go. So now we see us the whole time. Perfect. All right. So it is uh, it is eight o'clock officially. So I think I'm gonna welcome our guests. Welcome everybody to uh, another Trans Tuesday. We have two beautiful co-hosts joining me this evening. We've got Danny Butler. Danny, thank you so much. Thank you. And we have Miranda Jones. Miranda, thank you for joining us as well. Certainly, thank you. And I didn't realize how close you two were down in your region. So, you know, I know, you know, we've had Danny on the show before. Miranda, you participate a lot in our Trans Tuesdays and thank you so much. Um, Danny, we actually did a full um, transition journey interview with you. And you talked a lot about your advocacy in the I feel like I'm always going to say it wrong. Rappahannock? Correct. <laughs> the Rappahannock region down in Virginia. Um, but Miranda, I thought you were closer to Virginia Beach, or are you kind of near Danny as well? Very near. Close enough that Danny will be here at my house for dinner tomorrow. So yes. while we do some planning for the Rappahannock Regional Trans Group. Correct. That's amazing. And um, Danny, you started the group, correct? Actually, Kimberly Moore did, and she's watching, so I got to make sure to give her the credit. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, I got to keep staying on our page. I haven't seen anything yet. Kimberly, if you're with us, say hello. Um, that is awesome. So we started it. And uh, at that time, it was just a Facebook page. Uh, and, and since then, we've grown it and we started meeting locally. And uh, the group actually has two proponents to it. Uh, the support group, which Miranda helps me with greatly. Uh, and then the social group, which Maxine pretty much leads and we help her. So there's a threesome. Uh, but tonight we're going to talk about the social group. I'm sorry, the support group. And that's why I wanted Miranda to help me because she does a lot of the work also. That's awesome. So I, I hadn't really thought about that. So uh, is that common for support groups to start on just a Facebook group so that people can start to meet virtually and support each other? That's a good question. That is. I, I have no idea. Um, I just, you know, I made friends through uh, what be Keystone or the local area. When I found out that Kimberly had a page on Facebook, I got on there and that's how I met others in our area. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I think if anybody is inspired and they're like, how do I start a group in my area, especially now during COVID, this might be the way to do it. So if, if Kimberly's the one who got the Facebook group going, reach out to, we'll just send everyone towards Kimberly more. Kimberly, if you're watching tonight, we're sending some business your way. There you go. She'll start you wherever you're at. <laughs> so um so there's you said there's three components and you two kind of co-host and co-chair the support side correct yes does the social side necessarily overlap with the support side <laughs> somewhat uh we had a pride event that our group went to and all three of us were there and you know that was the support and social, and all three of us were very busy the whole time. Oh my God! Yes, yes. That's awesome. When we were going to the social sort of tends to follow the support group meetings as well, um, or at least it did prior to quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So paint a picture for me before the quarantine. What was the group like? Where did you meet? How did you gather? Initially, we were just on Facebook and we were just exchanging ideals. And uh, I, I started getting that. I was making trips to other support groups, uh, but I'd have to go to Richmond, Virginia, or up to the very northern Virginia, DC area, which either way was an hour each way, you know, whichever way I went. And so we needed something local. And, you know, we knew we had people here. And that, so then I start hunting for a place for us to meet. And that was not easy in itself. Um, I was surprised because I, I know there's accepting uh, Episcopalian churches in our area. I was trying to find a safe place. And, uh, you know, none of us have uh, the big house that would support it. Uh, so I start reaching out and it surprised me, but it was through networking with friends that I got referred to a local Baptist church which made me nervous, but since then I've learned there's two types of Baptists. I don't know if there's one in the middle, but we got the ones that are supportive and they let us meet there. And we actually started meeting there the first January, uh, the first, uh, actually January was the second Thursday of the month because the first Thursday was right around New Year's Eve and I didn't want to do that. So we just started in January. And then in February, we started moving, we moved it to the first Thursday of each month. And uh, I think we did meet in March 
and then the coronavirus moved in. And so April, we used a WebEx and uh, May and June, we used uh, Zoom for our meetings, which has been really good. Um, and July also, we're hoping the August meeting to be able to return. And it's been an interesting group. I, I, I pretty much did the legwork to find a place and get it set up. But once the meetings got going, Miranda's in there and she helps lead the group and keeps track who's there and the notes and the follow-ups. And so I'll pass it off to Miranda now. <laughs> Miranda, both of you, thank you so much for the work you're doing. Danny, I didn't realize you just started it this year. The support group, yes. Wow, I had no idea. I thought it had been going on for a year or two. But then I, I forget you only went to your first conference a couple years ago. 2018. Yeah. So you've really like, you've come so far so fast from going like two years from your first conference to like helping lead the charge, co-lead the charge of the support group. Wow. And, you know, and I take for granted because I'm so close to um, Trans Central PA where, you know, who hosts the Keystone Conference. I take for granted how close they are to me and have to remind myself that there aren't as many groups out there as you would think. So you driving an hour, I can totally get that. And that's, that's heartbreaking. Well, I did do that. Gosh, five or six years I was doing that. Wow. And it was upsetting because like um, the transgender day of visibility or transgender day of remembrance, we didn't have those things going on here either. And, you know, you want to do those events, but if it was on a weekday, you know, and like I, at that time I worked an hour North. So I would drive that hour North, go to work. And then, you know, well, I could hang around and do that event and get home even later. Or I could come here home and then go to Richmond for the event there. It's it just impractical. And I know there was a lot of others in our area that just, they were afraid to drive that far and not know what they were going to be walking into. Yeah. No, that is scary, especially if you have a social component afterwards. I don't like to drive at night, but I especially wouldn't want to go out and have a glass of wine afterwards and then get in the car and drive an hour home. Like that has to be pretty tough. Miranda, what, what has it been like for you being a part of the group? It's, it's actually been fantastic. Um, there were many times that Danny and I talked about maybe trying to get down to Richmond to join her uh, for the support group meetings down there. And it just never worked out for me because I also worked about an hour north up near the city. Uh, and it was just too difficult for me to, to get down all the way into Richmond. Um, if you've ever driven in the Northern Virginia, D.C. area before you understand how a, a one-hour commute uh, can turn into a three-hour travesty um, at the end of the day. So uh, it's really been phenomenal. Um, of course, it's been great for me to be able to, to get out and, and see where the need is and to really be able to um, offer assistance, you know, to be able to, to hear someone's story and, and kind of have the light bulb click and say, you know, this person could use X, Y, or Z. Let me see what we can do to, to help them out with that. Um, 
I, I'm incredibly fortunate. Uh, I have uh, great support. Uh, my wife has been with me to the support group uh, meetings to RRTG with us. Um, she was there with us uh, helping uh, at our uh, Pride event uh, in Fredericksburg. Um, gosh, what's it been? Three, four weeks now. Um, so very, very fortunate in that regard. Um, but that also helps me get that sense of being able to to detect when someone else is really in need and they're saying one thing and there's something else going on uh in fact my wife is really good at that um she'll nudge me occasionally and say hey you need to go talk to that person that person wants more than just this the spiel uh, and lo and behold i'll go talk privately and, and discover oh she was right <laughs> there's much more going on so it's, it's been very rewarding I would love that. Would you mind sharing? I don't know if it's a way that you could vocalize um, what some of those uh, red flags are, but for anybody out there who's watching and if they start having a conversation with somebody, what would be some signs that they would say, you know what, I think this person needs more help than what they're verbally conveying? For, for what I have seen oftentimes is if I will give someone one of our, uh, one of our group trifolds uh, or my card, my business card, um, you, can, you can sort of watch someone. Uh, there's a difference between simply looking over a brochure and, hmm, gee, this looks interesting, and an intentness in someone's eyes and you can almost sense when someone's about to say something and you know they want to go further and they don't. We all recognize this in conversation, I think, all the time. Uh, and in those situations, that's usually one of the clearest indicators that someone wants to ask more. They want to, they want to look for an opening to say more. And it's 50-50, it's really. People either want to, to ask more or they want to say something else. Uh, they may be presenting one way when you meet them, and what they really want to say is, I'm having a hard time at home, I want to present in a different way or, or whatever. Um, oftentimes, it's really just being perceptive uh, to the conversational indicators that we all see all the time around us, really. Yeah. So with your support group, are you attracting um, more newbies who... Um, or haven't even thought about coming out of the closet or is it like the gamut do you have people who have also like 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 you know Danny fully transitioned but still going back for support yeah Danny would you say I would say that it's pretty much the gamut uh, especially after the pride event it looks like um, there's a good there's a decent sized college um, community in the Fredericksburg area, uh, and we are very, uh, we work closely with um, the, the pride groups, um, the LGBT groups at a couple of the colleges local here. Um, and so we are attracting some more uh, younger um, um, trans people. Um, but again, we've got folks who've transitioned years ago. Um, and some newbies who are just kind of figuring out, you know, where are they somewhere in a non-binary world uh, as opposed to, you know, seeing themselves as fully transgender. Um, so yes, the, the full gamut, absolutely. And what about age-wise? You said you have like the college area too. Absolutely. We see, we see late teen all the way up to, um, Danny, I won't say who our oldest person is, but uh, about 60 maybe, right? 
Maybe. Uh, there's a couple older than me, if that's what you're trying to say. <laughs> and I'm in my 60s. Okay. But uh, like at Pride, oh my gosh, we had a nine-year-old come over and talk to us. That was great. Uh, and it, it's been interesting, too, because there really isn't anything in our area. When we first decided they had the meetings, you know, like two months prior, I was trying to send out flyers. And I'm like, you know, how do I let people know? Well, I reached out to all the local mental health facilities that I could Google and find in our area. And it was nice, though, because almost all of them came back and they all agreed that there was a need in our area for something like this. Um, there is one center that they have um, support meetings on with a psychologist on Tuesday nights, which I think that's great. I, you know, a lot of times we need psychologists and I'm not, not going to say come see us instead. And in fact, a lot of the people I'm talking to, they really need to see a psychologist, but some of them, they can't afford it or whatever. And uh, what I'm also learning is that there's nothing in this area. Um, there, you know, like up where Miranda lives, that there's a P flag that's getting pretty big uh, in there that, you know, the parents that are supporting, but for the actual transgender community, there was nothing. There was no uh, male to female, female to male, you know, no trans men, no trans women, uh, no binary. So I feel that our group has to be open to all and we're trying to invite all. And it's interesting because like Miranda was talking about, you can see the flags and I have concern for one of the people that came and joined us, a young trans man. And it's, it's hard for them coming out to their family, but I can relate to that, you know, trying to come out to my family and, and especially one's parents. So we're there to talk to them. And also we have some people that come to us that they don't know where else to go. It's interesting how they come to us. Like, well, what doctors are safe or where can I go? Uh, to speak to uh, endocrinologists or to start hormone therapy. You know, the, the range is really something. And it's opened my knowledge too, as I've tried to search these out. And with that, I actually joined a statewide meeting of leaders that get together and, and they have monthly meetings. And so far I've been attending those meetings, but I'm getting ready to dump Miranda on one, one, one time here so she can experience it. Because we, I get all kinds of information from them that we can share locally. So I, I want to make sure to give uh, them credit, and, and that being Equality Virginia. Yeah, I think that's amazing. I mean, you know, when the conferences were shutting down because of the quarantine, for some people, that's the only time of year where they have access to that support, and they travel and they make a big effort to go to that. So the more support groups that there are out there, it's like each month you meet, it's almost like a mini conference. And during this time, a lot of the doctors don't want to take on new patients. And so, so people in the communities are coming to us like, you know, where can I go to? And so working with Equality Virginia, I've been able to find out, you know, yes, I did have to send one trans woman to Richmond, but it worked, you know, and then they got started. So it, it's great that we can work together to help others in our community. Yeah, community is where it's at. It's when we all come together um, as a family, you know, that you see the true resources that are out there and the information that's out there. I think it's, mm -hmm. you can have, you can, it's like having a phone call versus an email. I mean, you can learn so much from the internet, but you can also gain so much more from having a conversation with somebody. It's amazing. 
Yeah. Now, hold on, ladies. We have a lot of comments coming in that I have been neglecting. So um, Desiree, who is on with us like every Tuesday, says hi. Hi, Desiree. And so does Tracy Ashley. Oh, my goodness. We've got Jackie Lynn Meredith, Heidi Stevens, Chloe Webb, Kimberly Moore. Kimberly Moore, you're going to want to watch the beginning if you missed it, because we are already like sending like a lot of people your way. Leah's on. Hi, Leah. Um, oh, my goodness. We've got Lindsay Taub. Sarah Miller, you ladies look gorgeous tonight. Christine Zuba's on with us. Um, oh, Leah says, Leah Masters, great e um, good evening, ladies. Thank you for offering your time. Yeah, I cannot appreciate your time enough for this at all. So for all of you watching and um, anybody that doesn't know what we're doing, so this is what we do every Tuesday night, 8 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, we get on and we have a chat with members of the community and service providers who work in the community and just share whatever information we can. And I am, I, I love what you both are doing so much. You know, when you talk about how so many people need, could need therapy or support, but they might be afraid, there might be a stigma, they may not be able to afford it. This is a great stepping stone. I was sitting in a salon, um, I remember about six months ago, I guess that's been about that long. And um, I was chatting with my stylist and our conversation was, well, my therapist says, and she's saying, oh, well, my therapist says, <laughs> and this young, um, like 18 year old who was like, just like learning to be an assistant in the salon was standing near us. And I just looked at her and I said, don't worry, you're gonna get to the point where everyone your age is gonna start conversations with while talking to my therapist. <laughs> thing that once you get once you get over that bridge and cross that threshold it's so healing and helpful and amazing to talk to somebody and have them just say hey you're normal you're beautiful there's other people out there like you you're not alone um but if you're not ready for that for whatever reason if you can get to a support group i know that's a great place to start yeah um, so Miranda, you said that your wife is super involved with you. Does she come to the support group meetings too? She has been with me when, when she can. She is very interested in coming. Like I said, she, uh, she came and she helped us uh, even at the Pride event uh, a few weeks ago as well. So yes. That's awesome. Do you have special nights for spouses or for parents or for children or are they welcome anytime? Anytime, everyone, families of, transgender individuals, tra uh, families of, advocates, allies, um, we are open to everyone. Yeah, now I'm a, I'm a visual person. So I'm picturing like in the movies, everybody's in a folding chair sitting in a circle like around each other is almost, almost. we we have we have a, a, a square of tables uh with chairs around them um so because i have to be able to take notes so we need a table <laughs> oh so you have that nice safety barrier like you could put a, like a glass yeah we do yeah that's that's nice having a place to put your arms it's like when a speaker has a podium to stand behind. It's just like a nice little like piece of comfort. So what has it been like since you said you did a WebEx was the software that you used since quarantine, you had to go virtual. Um, did you stick with that or did you switch up to Zoom? How, how have people been hanging out with you? We, we did switch up to Zoom. The WebEx uh, was unlimited, but it didn't have the potential that Zoom did as far as the sharing the rooms and uh, they're, they're just more 
bonuses to the Zoom. I like it better. Uh, the virtual background as an example. <laughs> <laughs> I love your background. Um, so is it, do people have to show themselves and do people have to speak to participate with the meeting? No. Now, how do you protect the privacy of the people who come to the meeting? Have you ever had security issues or concerns um, that somebody who really isn't there for support wants to show up? We have not had that. In, we haven't had any issue with that yet. Um, in terms of, of safety, um, on our uh, on our website, on our Facebook page, and in our brochures, we identify the people. If you uh, feel the need to ask for an escort from your car or from a particular location, please email us ahead of time, and we will meet you wherever you want, and we'll bring you in. Um, being that we are in a church in the first place, though, uh, I think we're we're already uh, we've got a a. a perceived safety net in the first place. Plus we're, um, we're a couple of hallways into um, the church. So um, we're, we're fairly safe where we are. Um, again, on top of that, Fredericksburg, Virginia is a pretty accepting place. Um, so. That's so interesting to me that you mentioned somebody wanting escorted from their car. Um, I, it never would occur to me to, to ask for that. As a, a tiny person, a lot of times I want to be escorted to my car at the end of the night, like when it's dark mm -hmm. and parking mm -hmm. lots are empty, but walking in, people are looking for that support possibly mm -hmm. too. Like mm -hmm. we have to go there Absolutely. Or, or the flip side, and I'm sure you've heard this from enough transgender women that the first time you step out in public as yourself, for some people that might be the night they come to one of our meetings uh, and they would absolutely love to have someone walk up to their car and say, hi, my name's Miranda, you must be fill in the blank, I'm here to walk you in. Um, it makes all the difference in the world, certainly. It's hard walking into a cold room and not knowing anybody and not knowing, not having the courage to walk up and, and grab a glass of water, or a cup of coffee and say hi. Certainly. So you almost like attach it like a sister or somebody to oh, yes. come in. Wow. Most now, do people, people do contact us and we'll communicate with them first just to, you know, so they can get mm -hmm. a little bit more comfortable before coming. That's awesome. I'd love to hear from the people who are watching with us tonight, like if they go to support groups and of the things that they have found that would be beneficial or if they need support groups created in the areas they live. I mean, I know we have some people who are pretty remote. Desiree is up in Alaska. Leah is in Canada. I mean, we've got people from from all over that are tuning in. Um, what have you seen since starting this group? Do you have people reaching out from areas that are pretty far themselves driving in for you? Like how was the farthest commute somebody's making? Uh, the most recent one for me that I made contact with is uh, somebody that's actually down in Charlottesville. And it surprised right. me. Um, is that, a, I'm sorry, is that Virginia? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like an hour Southwest of us and the pro they were referred to us from the VA uh, because you know I sent them information and that's who I go through for my care. 
And this person was talking how in their area, all they could find was support groups with young people that didn't understand what older people go through. And so they, they got referred to us and I've been working with them because <laughs> we're older. <laughs> you have the, the age range too. We do. Mm -hmm. It's good because like, you know, Miranda was saying how her wife helps, but I mean, at Pride, uh, my granddaughter was helping and so was Miranda's daughter. So yeah, we had the spectrum there for age. That's amazing. And so now that you've done Pride and I was so excited that you got to have Pride, you know, it was looking like so many Pride events were being canceled or, or changed. Um, and then you had it like at the last minute. Um, and now you're gearing up to hopefully meet in person again. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Well, eventually, no matter what, we, we, we will certainly meet in face-to-face in -face, uh, eventually. Uh, in fact, tomorrow night, uh, when Maxine and Danny come over to my house, we're, we're actually going to do some planning for our Transgender Day of Remembrance. Uh, we've already coordinated with the city of Fredericksburg um, at the same park uh, in Fredericksburg where the Pride event was. We will host uh, and organize a Transgender Day of Remembrance. Um, so we, you know, again, it's uh, we're we're hoping to reach as far as we can and cast as wide a net uh, as possible within the Rappahannock regional area, which basically is Fredericksburg, uh, maybe a little further south, you know, a little further north to Stafford. Um, that's that's kind of to cover the, the folks who aren't in Richmond or in Washington, D.C. That's the idea. Now, um, as we were exiting Pride Month, a lot of the shows that we were doing for My Feminine Heart was in, to help people if you were inspired by Pride and you started advocating a little or, or you got the feel for you went to an event and saw people volunteering and you want to get involved, how can people get involved with you? It sounds like you have more events that you're planning. Are you looking for any support or volunteers? Always. <laughs> <laughs> That's a smile. <laughs> yes, okay. please. Right, tell us how people can get involved with you. I would say, honestly, uh, go onto Facebook and search Rappahannock Regional Transgender Group. Um, just understand how many double letters are in the word Rappahannock. Um, there are there are two P's. I have a word to two P's two N's and two C's, I think. It's just, it's a, it's a hard word to spell, but if you just start searching R-A-P-P-A -P -P -A, um, and then tra uh, transgender group, uh, you'll, you'll find us. Um, and that's the easiest way. We'll make sure to put the link yes. for the support group in the comments of this um, so that people can find that right away. Yeah, it is. It's like R-A-P-P-A -P -P -A Hannah. And then, uh, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I just shared it in the uh, comment section oh. on Facebook. Perfect. Thank you. Um, okay. So Desiree sent us a smile. Leah says the meeting at the car option is golden. Having a friend accompany me during my first outing was the change maker. Well done. Yeah. Well done, ladies. If you see me looking down, it's because I'm reading the comments off my phone. Um, Oh, Sarah Miller is actually asking me a question. And Sarah, I don't know if we've met before. Your name looks new to me. She said, Cassandra, what got you interested in helping this and supporting the trans community? So actually it was from 
an event like what you two are talking about was Pride. Um, so a brief little history for me, for anybody who's like, you know, they think that there aren't enough allies. There are so many people who want to be allies and don't even know how they can be or, or what they can do. And that's one of the things I wanted to do with My Feminine Heart is I wanted to bring new allies onto the scene, um, new vendors and new areas to, to help people. So I helped um, my best friend come out of the closet in college. So I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie. And I'm sure my mother's watching. She knows I was, I was a party girl. Um, but if you saw me in college on a Saturday night, I was at the gay bar. I was not at, I think I went to two frat parties in like four years of college, but you know, Saturday night, you were very likely to see me at New York, New York, standing around the piano, drinking a Midori sour, like, you know, like children do singing along to show tunes in, uh, in Pittsburgh. So, um, very excited to, um, always be a part of the community. And, you know, when my friend came out, it, I was beside him the whole way. So it was like, I came out with him and shared in that experience. And he's like my brother from another mother. Um, but back when I, I started my wedding or my wedding photography career early on, um, I've been photographing since I was 14, started my business right out of college and um, weddings became the core of my business in the beginning. And I knew at some point gay marriage would be legal. Um, you know, it was happening around the country. Uh, so to time frame, I started doing my, I started my business in 2004. So I wanna say, um, gosh, I don't even know. I have, to, I have to do the math back, maybe like 2008, 2009, I started working pride festivals because I wanted to corner the market. I thought, you know, I would see all these vendors debate, do I wanna work in the LGBT community? Do I not want to? And I was very horrified um, that the discrimination conversation was even happening, but a little bit of me as a business owner was like, yeah, I'll take the business, send everybody my way. I will welcome you all with open arms. I will photograph every gay wedding, <laughs> like just come in and see me. And um, so I just, I had, I had stands at Pride um, and Randy Wallace came up to me at the very beginning of the creation of Keystone and said, you know, we have a new conference in the area. It's a transgender conference. And um, I hadn't ever really given thought to the T in LGBT before. I had friends who were gay and bi and lesbian and I went to drag shows, but I didn't really know people who were trans. And um, so I was like, well, I'm willing if you're willing to have me and to teach me. Um, so I, I jumped into the Keystone Conference and became their photographer. And I remember that first year, I just sat like a dummy um, and was educated. And it, it, it was the best education ever. I mean, it was, there was so much kindness. There was so much understanding. They let me ask the dumbest questions. I was like, I, I'm like, I don't get it. Is it, is it sex? Is it gender? Cause the LGB is sex. And I'm like, well, now that you've transitioned and you're still married, does that make your wife a lesbian? Like I asked the world's dumbest questions. And I was met with nothing but kindness and patience and smiles. And um, I loved that I had this moment two years later at the Keystone Conference after that and the assist gendered girl 
met some of the conference attendees at the bar one night and was invited into the conference and she was so excited, but everybody was at lunch. And um, so she came in and she saw me because I was like the only person wandering the hallway. And she like tried stumbling through. She's like, I'm looking for Rhonda. And um, well, I met him last night and I'm like her. And she's like, well, he invited me here. She did. <laughs> and um, I had that opportunity to pay that education kind of forward in the same way. And I'm like, well, this is, this is beautiful. I went from not knowing anything to now I'm guiding the next person. Um, and it really took over my career. Um, I do maybe one wedding a year, but for me, I was burning out of wedding photography. I did a lot. I did uh, about 25 to 35 weddings and events a year um, on top of commercial work and portrait work. And I had gotten really beat up as we all know the bridezilla stories and I hate that phrase. But I had, I had kind of been put through my, my paces and I was burned out and I, I didn't know if I was going to make it as a photographer anymore. And I was kind of getting to my mid to late 20s and I worked my first conference and everybody just thanked me for being so nice to them. And I thought, oh my God, you're so nice to me. <laughs> like I'm working an event where people want me to take their picture and they're so nice. <laughs> like I, I hadn't been treated with so much respect you know, in, in, in so long, so many of the people I'm hired to photograph don't want to have their picture taken. You know, they're hired by their boss is having me to come in and take corporate photos or a bridal party that doesn't want their picture taken. And to walk into a room where everybody was like, take my picture. I mean, that was like a new, a new experience. So yeah, I just, it started, um, Sarah, it started with, with business, with working pride events and just being open and somebody came and pulled me in and uh, I'm very grateful, Randy Wallace, if you're out there, you changed my life, um, as did the amazing people who run the Keystone Conference, Joanne Carroll and Christy Snow, and um, everybody was just, they were so amazing and welcoming. And so I can tell you as somebody who's an ally and, and an advocate, um, you know, you see somebody like me, grab them and, and answer the questions, because you never know what little conversation you have with somebody, what they're going to do. <laughs> down the road like what 10 years later I have a transgender lifestyle show <laughs> like, so you know this is this is my life you know and um like honestly have never served a a kinder more supportive community I love it I love being a part of it it makes my it makes Tuesday nights make my whole week so Sarah let me know I, I'm so sorry if I went on way too long <laughs> that explanation but you know Cassandra your your story reminds me of a question my wife asked me she's like you know why you know, when she first started coming to our event she's like why do all of you got to take so many pictures of yourselves and I wonder you know so I had to explain it to her and I don't know if you realize it um, for a lot of us I know in the early stages I didn't get to be me that often so a lot of times you know, I would change into the femme mode and I'd have to go back to the male mode. And the only memories I had were those pictures. And that's what helped get me by. So, you know, I say th thank you for doing that. I don't know if you realize how important that is for so many in our community to try to remember those good times when they're able to really be themselves and enjoy it. Oh, it means a lot to me. I tell you one of the things that really affected me, my first Keystone conference was after that, I was on the email group and the follow-up emails that talked about 
um, the slump, the depression, um, and, and the higher chance of suicide that comes from leaving the bubble of a, of a conference and, you know, knowing how much it can lift people up while they're there and what they struggle with when they're not there. That's why I'm such a big fan of, that's why I do this. This is, you know, a part of that. And that's why I'm such a big fan of being able to go to a monthly support group. I think what you two are doing, you are keeping people alive. That is literally the work that you are doing. You are giving people hope. And I know that you have people that go to your group and that's what they live for. Mm -hmm. It's like 29 days and then 30th day, they get to be them again. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Miranda, you doing okay there? I am. I'm actually trying to share this more with people. I am not as, as smooth as everybody else with with uh, how to how to do this all at once. So I've got my phone down in my hand here, uh, and I'm and I'm looking to to share this with people, um, people that I know may be interested, uh, because I can't I can't see who's logged in, who the, who are the people viewing. Not a clue. Um, if anyone I've sent the invitation to is. That's okay. That's okay. We, I will help you down the road because I don't know if you know this yet, but you're going to be on this show more often. We're going to have you on and Danny, like you ladies are going to become, I don't know if you know, but you're going to become regulars for my feminine heart. I'm ready for some more co-hosts that are as amazing and beautiful as you two. We'll do some patio cocktail hour perhaps. I think that would be great. All right, so we've got, um, Danny. thank you for putting everything that you have up here. Desiree says she just chats with others more online. Desiree, do you have help up, up where you are in Alaska? Is there anything near you? And um, I mean, I know we've got Christy Avery in Alaska, but I don't even know if you two are in the same city. I know that you chat. Uh, Sarah Miller says, we love you for all you do. I went, oh, thank you. I love you too. Um, I went to my first Keystone in 2019 and loved it. Oh yeah. So I don't know if they've made decisions yet. I know that there's some big things happening with first event. Mm -hmm. um, and I think decisions are going to be made at some point. I'm not sure if anyone's heard anything about Keystone, but first events got some exciting stuff. And I saw Bree Sullivan post that they've signed the contracts for like the next three years at the hotel. Mm -hmm. Although is it the same hotel that we were at this past year I'm in Boston? So I believe so that they said they are planning to go forward with it. And I can assure anybody is thinking about it or debating it. If they're planning to do it, they're going to do it in a safe manner. So don't be afraid to join them. Yeah. Oh, this is an incredible, very intelligent, worldly group of leaders that are running these conferences. I mean, they know what they're doing. I mean, like the, the Keystone, Christy Snow and Joanne Carroll, they canceled that conference before and you know this year before anybody was ready to accept that this is what was happening like they called that game early and they were they were in the right for sure as brutal as that was because <laughs> there was even um a small group of people that still kind of thought well maybe we'll get together maybe we'll get together and then we had the lockdowns and yeah doesn't that seem like three years ago like doesn't it seem like forever? Yes, it does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for meeting with you two ladies, um, if you are able to get together in person on August, when will you make that call? And when will it be? Did you say it was the second Tuesday of, or second Thursday of the month? It is now the first Thursday. And basically we're waiting for the church to make the call. They're following the guidelines. 
And as Miranda stated, we're going to have a meeting tomorrow night. I'm actually, I want to discuss the idea. Maybe we need to start planning because right now uh, our, our meeting hours are 6.15 to 8.15, which I know seems weird, but it kind of works because of the janitorial hours at the church. <laughs> but uh, it also works good with Zoom meetings because you don't want to start them on the hour. Uh, but right now the sun's still up in those, those time frames. So I want to, I want to, we're going to discuss tomorrow maybe an alternate plan of a park or somewhere we could meet and be able to maintain social distancing and be able to see each other. Of course, me and Miranda, we, we have that social distancing issue. We can't stay apart if we see each other. Exactly. We hug. There's nothing we can do about it. I'm sorry. I, that's it. <laughs> You have to do what you can live with. I didn't start hugging people until a few weeks ago. And once I started hugging people, like every person I hugged, we'd hug for five minutes. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just felt like how desperate each other needed to be held. Like it was like the best hugs I've ever had. It's hard. It's hard. Well, I'm sending hugs to you ladies right now. Thank you. How, what are some things that you um, are encouraging people to do? Like, what are the rules down in your area? Does everyone need to wear a mask if you get together in person or? Yes, yes. Just like uh, everywhere else in Virginia, in, in order to go into any establishment, store, whatever, you have to wear a mask. So yes, that's, we're, we're gonna be under the same restrictions. Okay, and where are you right now in that area in the phases of things? Are we technically phase two, Danny? I, I lose track of what the numbers are. I, okay. I don't know. I work from home. I don't know. I. <laughs> and so will people know what's going on on the Facebook page? Yes. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. I'm in there every day. Yeah, you're very active. That's why, I, like, I see you post all the time. So I was surprised, um, like, how new the group kind of still is. And I know Miranda doesn't post a lot, but, like, when new members send their requests and I get an email and I go to approve it, Miranda's all, already done it. So she's in there, too. <laughs> so is that the step people need to take? They find the page and they ask if they can be a part of the group? Yes. Yes. Are there privacy yes. blocks up there if people are worried about being like discovered? Right. Yeah. If you're if you're not accepted into the group, you cannot see it. It's a private Facebook page for obvious reasons. We do have a public page also. Uh, so if you do the search for just the Rappahannock Region Transgender Group, you might find two pages. But one will ask you questions in order to join. And please answer those questions if you reach out yes. to us and we don't know you personally already. Yeah, and of course the other one will simply give you the opportunity to follow as you would with any other any other page or group uh, on Facebook. Wonderful, yeah, we'll be actually doing the same thing. So we've had a very public page, which is what this is on for the My Feminine Heart Facebook page, but we are in the creation of a private group just for club members. That can be like kind of more of an open forum for everybody. So yep, so Miranda's a VIP, Danny, you both are club members. Thank you so much, Founders Club for supporting uh, My Feminine Heart. So you are going to be getting an invitation soon to a very kind of private group just for club members on Facebook. And I love that Facebook offers those options that you can be kind of more public or you can be more private. Yeah. Well, any other guidance or words of advice, ladies, that you can share for anybody who wants to start a support group or a social group in their area? Don't be afraid. 
Yeah, don't be afraid. Honestly, find find one other friend, uh, associate in your you know geographic area, uh, and say, hey, you want to start putting this together? You know, Facebook doesn't charge. Uh, just start putting together a group, and by by virtue of having it on Facebook, you can reach everyone, um, and then start passing it out to to your friends. Um, the word will get out. Um, it's it's amazing how fast uh, the word spreads. It would surprise you how many people in your community are waiting for somebody to do it. it. It just blew my mind that you know we get out there and we're meeting, and it was nice at, at Pride. We had people walking up, and they're like, "We're looking for the Transgender Alliance booth," and I'm like, "Well, I don't know what that is, but." With the Rappahannock Region Transgender Group, they're like, that's who I want to see. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we, we, had a, we had a fairly steep learning curve about um, an organizational banner. Uh, we need one uh, yes. desperately. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, we'll find a way. If anyone out there can donate a banner, we're going to get y'all a banner. So what's the next, um, besides the support group meeting, which will hopefully meet the first Thursday in August, 615 to 8.15 at your church, find all the information online to the Facebook group. Um, what's the next event? It's your Transgender Day of Remembrance? Yes, yes. That's November, isn't it? In November, November 20th in Hercamp Park in, uh, in Fredericksburg. Uh, I'll be honest, I've forgotten what time we've set for it, but that will all be publicized uh, on our Facebook page. <laughs> Wait, Danny, what are you saying? Three or four. I can't remember. It's it's not late in the day. It's not too no. early in the day. It yeah. should be very convenient. Yes. Yeah. yeah well, because it'll the sun will set early in November, so you mm -hmm. want to be in there while right. it's and, and what's nice is at Hercamp Park, which the city's letting us use, it's right in the middle of Fredericksburg. And, mm -hmm. and we were talking about our area. Yeah. Well, we support Fredericksburg, but we also support Stafford, King George, Orange. Uh, parts of uh, Louisa uh, and uh, Westmoreland. So there's a lot of people that can come around into our area, but we're going to be, that's our central location. And, and the reason we went with that, uh, if you go on our page, you'll see the river and the bridge. The big river that goes right through the middle of our area is the Rappahannock River. So that's what it's all about. That's awesome. And um, we expect to have the mayor of Fredericksburg present uh, as well. She has she has gotten behind uh, everything that we have asked for um, and is apparently very eager uh, to support us. That's fantastic. And I commend you for being such planners and starting so early, because when you said you were working on the Transgender Day of Remembers, I'm sitting there, wait, I'm like, no, wait, that's November. <laughs> but I'm also forgetting that we are halfway through July. Like this has been such a crazy year with months that have gone slow and months who have gone so, so fast. Yeah. Danny um, and I come from uh, long backgrounds of planning in our previous organizations, right? Thank you both for your service. All right, we've got some more comments coming in. Sarah um, Miller asked you a question. That I'm I'm sad because I know the answer. Oh wait, I haven't gotten I haven't gotten to it yet. Um, Danielle Jones says Danny and the girls in Richmond helped me a lot. Aw, Danny, do you know who Danielle Jones is? is oh yes, oh yes, she's a sweetheart. Oh, and Desiree says, yes, Christy, she means Christy Avery and I chat. I've been getting uh, my hormones from Planned Parenthood here. Congratulations, Desiree. So glad that you have Planned Parenthood up there as a resource for you. 
Oh, and Danny, she's like, yeah, Desiree, that's awesome. Tell Christy we all said hi. Um, she doesn't know too many others where she is, which is a bummer. Desiree, you're always welcome to share where you are specifically if you want to start kind of, you know, seeing if anybody is near you, you're welcome to use this as a forum. Um, Erica Fremont, you've come a long way, Danny, so proud of you. I'm very proud of you too. You are, um, you're a rock star, you both are. Erica um, was the first other trans woman I ever met. Really? You know, same like, first person ever. Yep. Erica Fremont was the first one for both of you. I didn't oh, know Erica. that till now. Yes. Yep. Erica, we need to have a conversation. I don't think you and I have met yet, but we need to have a conversation. Reach out to me on Facebook. Um, oh, Danny, thank you, Erica. You're my first mentor. Uh, Danielle Jones says you should be in phase three. For part of our area is, and part of our area is still phase two. So we're going to yield to the more conservative one. That's smart. Mm -hmm. um, and Sarah Miller, when will more Founders Club memberships be available? So there actually won't be any more Founders Club, but there will be more club memberships open. It might not be, we're looking at right now, relaunching um, new memberships January 1st but I will keep everybody updated. But yeah, the founders are kind of locked in as the first people who, you know, kind of got in there with us when the Zooms were failing and the podcasts were kind of rough and rustic, although I feel like they still are. Miranda was watching me play around with all my lighting, getting ready for the Zoom meeting today. Well, they left me in the waiting room. I'm so sorry, I didn't realize it. Um, I right, turn so. the lights on in the kitchen because the street lights aren't on giving me any light outside anymore. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but Sarah Miller, I will tell you, send me your email on Facebook and I will be sure to add you to the wait list. So when our memberships reopen, I will be sure to email you. Um, oh, It's I, worth it. Yep, Leilani Masters. You're all such amazing women. I'm from the South Pacific and your program will help many of my Micronesian, Polynesian, Melanesian trans women who's struggling with finding resources and educational information because the topic has not been on the table. Thank you, Aloha and Yorana. Wow. This is our first reach out from the South Pacific. Girl, I want you to write to me too. Send me a message through um, the My Feminine Heart Facebook page. I'd love to connect and see how we can reach as many people in the Polynesian area as possible. Would love to give that support. Desiree's in Anchorage. So anybody holla out to Desiree if you are from Anchorage or anywhere near so she can start like pulling people together for a group herself. Um, and you know, Erica says, okay, Sarah, I can't see, we got some emojis coming in, but yes, thank you all so much. I love this. I love how many people we're able to reach through this. This has just, we started doing the Facebook lives when Keystone canceled and that's how I gave my seminars. And then when, you know, I got through all the seminars, I was like, I don't want to lose this. We have such great connections and momentum and thank you both so much for taking your time this evening. Cannot thank you enough. I was in shock when I was asked to talk to you tonight. I, I, because you talked to some great ladies out there, you all, are all of which I look up to. Danny, there's a lot of people out there who look up to you, and you too, Miranda. And girl, I want you on for an interview too. So I'm very excited. Okay, you got it. Do any of you have any last thoughts or anything that you'd like to share that I missed sharing before we sign off? 
Nope. Stay safe, stay healthy. Yeah, stay safe. <laughs> and don't forget to look up the Repahannock region. Danny's put it in the comments. That way you can look at the support group and make sure when you go to join, answer the questions so they know you are truly a transgender person who is there for support because they do take the security seriously. And if you are nervous at all, Miranda or Danny will be out there. Somebody will be out there to like welcome and, and escort you into the room. So you will not be alone. You will have a beautiful group of instant friends if you come out. So I encourage anybody who's listening in that area, please come out and see not just these two ladies, but all the amazing people who come out um, you know, every month to share their lives and their stories and their journeys and, and offer their, their support to each other. So I will leave you all at that. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you, Cassandra. And I just wanna let people know, you know, please come let us know. I have gone outside with an umbrella in pouring rain to help people find their way in. Absolutely, absolutely. That Anything, anything anyone needs, um, just because it's not a meeting day, it doesn't mean that we are not there as a resource. Contact us uh, through the Facebook group uh, and, and ask whatever you need. Again, we are in touch with so many um, support agencies, um, counselors and whatnot in the area uh, that chances are we can point anyone in the best direction um, that is available to them in, in our region. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for being such an amazing resource for the community. Well, ladies, I will let you get your sleep and enjoy the rest of your evening. And I hope to chat with you both again soon. And fingers crossed that you're able to find some way or another to meet in person in August, because I know, mm -hmm. I know some people are going to be needing some hugs. Yeah. Thank you, Cass. You're wonderful. Yes. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Good night, everybody. Our love to all of you. Stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you. Good night. Good night.